Tri-Ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Welcome to the Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast. I am your host, along with my friends here, Johnny Pinball. This is uh, Matt McCarty joining you. And Neil Graff here. So we are somewhat new to the podcasting world. I have had a few episodes on my own, but uh, Matt, have you ever done a podcast before? I have never done a podcast, just uh, commentated on pinball streaming. Oh, you're the voice of the Fox City stream. Well, one of them, one of the many. And Neil, do who are you? Yeah, I also do uh, commentary on the Fox City's pinball, and uh, I'm a big competitive pinball player. Uh, are you related to Tom by chance? Yeah, I am uh, his son. <laughs> All right, who who's better in the rankings? Oh, uh, right that'd now? be me. I'm uh, I'm sitting sixth right now. All right, well, I'm starting off tonight with an Oktoberfest brew here on the what you're drinking part of this. Anyone else drinking anything? No drinks good? here. I am enjoying a uh, Pepsi Zero. Uh, is that what Scott Pilgrim drinks? No, it's Coke Zero, if you're familiar with that film. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Not to that level. <laughs> guys, a killer. Yeah, I don't really know that movie. I'm older than you guys. Just by a little bit, I think. I'm twice Neil's age. Anyway, well, that movie came out, I think, 2010, we'll say. So everyone out there, check it out. It's a good movie. So today's topics, looks like we have some new games to talk about and give our first impressions on. What do you all think of Foo Fighters? Yeah, I'll start off with uh, some Foo Fighters. I think it's it's great. Uh, It's another Stern game, plays like a Stern game. Flippers are good. Everything's great on it. Um, I've had one problem with the shots. Like all the shots are fine, right? But that left, I don't know what to call it, but that like left uh, S shot type of thing doesn't always make it through, even if it's clean. I don't know if you guys have the same problem. I think they call it the overpass. Neil, are you talking about the like uh, skill shot the to the left of the van ramp? Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you guys had problems with that, Matt. Um, yes, to the point where I almost, you know, don't even go for the skill shot anymore. Just try to maybe get um, my drop targets and get my uh, upgrades for the van going instead. Do you think Stern likes, likes vans? Because we got a van on this one. We got a van, Stranger Things as well, and the turtle yeah, van. Yeah, that's actually true. Uh, James Bond, too. Anything? Anybody else have anything on Foo Fighters? Yeah, I like it. I've never, I have only like blown it up, I guess, twice. I'm very interested what we're going to do for objectives in the heads up tournament. If uh, none of you out there have ever done that, we, you know, put two pros together and have a pinball tournament. And then the playoffs is a head to head objective base. And um, I'm really curious what we're going to do for Foo Fighters. We had a few for Bond, but I figure you know, overlord multi-ball, whatever they call that area 51 multi-ball start a van mode, I guess, uh, maybe bot frenzy. Do you have any things, Neil, that you could think? Uh, no, basically that's it. Just the simple stuff like starting modes, the multi-balls, whatever. And then a two minute drill, obviously. Right. Anything to add Johnny? Yeah. I think there's a heads up at lumberjack Johnny's. Named so after me, I think, um, for a, was there like a Shriners raffle going on? You can purchase a ticket. Yeah, you can win a, one of the pros we're going to use for that tournament at the end of the day. So that should be exciting. Do you, do you remember the date? Is it in Yes, June? it is uh, June 18th, 17th. <laughs> uh, yes, June 17th. Yeah. Do you have to purchase a ticket to play or is it open to It's open to, to anybody play? to play. I believe it's uh, $25 and that's the last um, for bond. Did we do 10 rounds of match play, Neil? Uh, I, yeah, it was, it was 10 rounds qualifying and it'll be streamed by Fox city's pinball as well. Yes. Can check that out. You can watch the bond stream. It's pretty good. I take Neil out. Someone's got to bring him down to earth every now and Indeed. then. So my thoughts on this game, just playing it at the MGC. So I don't really, I'm not a rules guy like you two are. I just kind of play for flipping sake. The only way I kind of make it in tournaments, I think, is just by ball saving or ball handling skills. But I thought it had a ton of flow, this game. It just, every shot led to another shot. And 
it was just crazy how you just couldn't you couldn't miss very good flow unbelievable flow on this game uh would you say i think it's like the most flowiest pinball machine that i can uh i'd say rush rush is up there for me oh my yeah with a vuck really oh yeah vuck's got tons of flow got two scoops of raisin bran that's doesn't slow down (laughs) oh it's in the work it's in the time machine huh that's flow all right, we kind of proved how Neil is wrong here, but Neil, can you come up with another game that might have more flow? More flow. Godzilla is another game that has pretty decent flow, um, but other than that, Foo Fighters is definitely top three for flow. So I have a hot take right here on Godzilla. Yes, the game has amazing flow, but the number of ama- animations and the stop and go with the magnet, the scoop, it's it's a little much. Yeah, it's not it's not as flowy as Foo Fighters. Personally, I like Godzilla that amount of flow. I think Foo Fighters is too much flow. Um, maybe I just can't react fast enough for twenty minutes straight. You know, it just wears me out. Or maybe they need to make the game set up harder at the MGC. Yeah, it's a great game overall. I, I'm I'm looking forward to kind of learning more of the rules, I guess, and maximizing my play. Rules aside, I want your guys' opinion on the dead post. That, that's missing on the pro. Would that make you guys pay, what is it, like $2,700 more to get a premium if you were writing a check for this game? Honestly, it's it's incredibly satisfying to use. I The first time it happened for me, I was blown away by it. And I'm a big fan of the death save. And um, I know that's not uh, legal in tournament play, but sure do like doing it and uh, that dead post the kinetic satisfaction of the ball popping up and you kind of making control because i blew a few of them when i was in multi-ball but it's it's great it really is something yeah i'd say i'm not a huge fan of the dead post just because in multi-balls uh it's definitely it's almost impossible if you have a ball cradled on the right you're not going to be able to get it sometimes like the ball does doesn't come down fast enough for something where the ball doesn't jump off the post and get to that right flipper and uh, you're not getting that ball back. That's it. You just, you get that post. Okay. So in a multi-ball setting, the dead post is more of a hindrance. Yeah, kind of. I agree with him on that. Does Stern implement a virtual ball save while that's up or just if they drain a multi-ball, they're gone? I believe they're just gone. It's just gone. Uh, What else is controversial? I don't know, controversial, different. Like uh, I know the, the premium gets the full molded uh, bash toy. For the pro, it's just a flat plastic kind of a. And the molded van. Yeah, and the van. I'm just thinking back to Munsters, how the pro still got Herman. Well, in this, it seems kind of like a downgrade. You're just getting a piece of plastic. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, the toy is very cool. It's just, it's way better than that plastic. It's it's feeling like Godzilla, because if you look at a Godzilla Pro, there are absolutely zero toys on that game. So I feel like they're doing the same here at Foo Fighters Pro, really incentivizing you to up to premium or LE model. And uh, the latest rumor, um, fresh from Canada, is that Lermods is making a mod for the premium LE where the alien in the ship will be interactive and move around and like point a gun at you. Us pro owners can buy the premium owner's toys when they upgrade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, go Lear Mods. All right, is that it on uh, Foo Fighters? There's there's one thing we're missing about Foo Fighters, guys. One thing. Yes. Uh, that is the art. Oh, it's gorgeous. I I love the art. Doesn't look. Uh, I'm just I'm just speaking from what I hear, right? And what I hear is mostly like Zach Mini and Canada. Doesn't look samey to the all the other uh, Zombietti art packages to you guys. Not really. It's got a distinct difference from you know definitely from avengers which is you know has a a, a comic book feel and, and rightfully so and uh, like deadpool it's kind of comic-y but it's got just a, a little bit more of an edge to it where it's not like from the pages i think and foo fighters has its own kind of unique style to it okay neil anything uh yeah i don't really know much about art so my opinion's not great for this subject but i think it looks amazing just from my own eyes. These eyes. Awesome, awesome. I think uh, coming off of James Bond, this is a sight for sore eyes. And I think Greg Bone and I can agree, Deadpool might have had a little too much red. He toned down the red on this one. So it's looking good. Nine out of 10 for art, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I would agree. Next game, lead us, lead, show me the way, Neil. All right, I think we'll uh, we'll talk about some Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Oh wait, that's GTF. <laughs> um, I think it took everybody surprise by surprise when it was at the Texas Pinball Festival and MGC at the shows. It definitely was the black horse in the race. Nobody saw it coming, but it ended up. I think um it's gonna be a contender for uh Foo Fighters and giving a uh, classic uh Chicago gaming a, ch a real chance to make a name for themselves yeah yeah I think this is in the running we don't know what's coming out in Q4 this year from Stern but this is in the running for Twippy next year I think um it's not a Chicago gaming game it's uh play mechanics George Petro right and Eugene Jarvis I mean they're doing the manufacturing but technically it's sure technically it's Play mechanics, which is raw thrills, but right. it's like it's kind of a collaboration. Yeah, I uh, when I got to MGC, I walked past and I saw Johnny Pinball putting up a really big score on that game, and I was impressed. Yeah, it was a long player. I thought the game wasn't going to end, and you know what? You know how I got punished for that is I got it in the magnet on the right side, and then the computer threw it straight down the middle. So thanks. Oh. It had a program ball save, but just like the Data East ones, when it turns off, it's done, and the ball hadn't finished rattling around in the trough. And I, so I don't know if either of you guys noticed this, but that magnet almost seemed to throw the ball where you wanted it to go. Like if you had something lit or had to hit a drop target or, you know, the big kahuna burger or something, it, that it was like, or the in-lane, like it seemed to maybe it was random and i just got super lucky but it almost seemed like it was programmed to throw that ball where you know you might want it to go i i think i heard them say in an interview that it's programmed to be different every time and they could tell it where to go if they want okay to. Uh, that's interesting oh it was so gameplay wise is there anything that stood out to you guys over like you know we're kind of used to playing sterns and then we have this kind of throwback layout i i appreciated the inline drops on the left because you could sit and backhand those all day and start your briefcase multi-ball i liked uh, the lock in the middle kind of the indiana jones style it was hard to dial in but once you did it was fine the only shot i kind of struggled with was the mode start shot on the right that little saucer but once you hit it it was satisfying yeah, I I totally agree with what Matt just said with the because I love uh, backhandable shots, so that left uh, in line drops definitely is a fantastic shot with the backhand, uh, and the mode shot is also very tough. I I did have a, a problem hitting with that. Um, the the um the center is a little, I don't know I don't know how I feel about the center. But it's I think it's got potential, I guess. I don't know. What do you what do you think, Johnny? I really like the layout. I love I'm a sucker for inline drops. Anytime there's inline drops, sign me up, right? So it's got that. It has two spinners. Perfect. It has a saucer like Valley Games, so love that too. I agree with Matt. It was difficult to get the I'll call it the Indiana Jones lockdown, because it's opposite. It's opposite of what you're used to shooting, because it's just mirrored. So that took a little bit to figure out, but um, over, say, a game of the 80s, it has that fun briefcase spinning when you get the is it briefcase boogie going, and that's really cool in person. I, I'd say I enjoyed playing that. Yeah, and I don't understand, fully understand the scoring of the game yet, because it seems like, it, of course, it's pretty low scoring being a, a, like a kind of a new game feel, I mean, an old game feel. And... When you get into a multi-ball, the jackpots don't seem as much. I don't know if you guys know what the scoring is. I don't really, I didn't really grasp it yet. No, me neither. So maybe they'll come out with something on that. Uh, and I don't fully know the rules yet either, being like, I don't know what happens when you collect all the guys. I collected all the dudes. Fiction. It just starts a multi-ball, like it's character chaos, it's called. And it wasn't as hard as it, you know, the hardest part was collecting the character by hitting that stinking right saucer. You know, he copied Indiana Jones on that too, a saucer that looks accessible for a mode start, but sucks. Yeah, this game is feeling like it's going to be like early 90s rule set. 
And uh, Neil, uh, you'll be happy to know Butch Peel put out a PDF with all the rules. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. Um, Elephant in the room, did anybody watch the stream? Uh, I kind of was playing uh, a Flippin' Friday. So I did As not was watch I. I mean, but it Jack Danger gets his stuff up on YouTube like the next day. So it's up there. I didn't. I did not watch it. Yeah, it's the weekend. Typically on the weekend, I don't want to do anything pinball related. Like, I just want to enjoy the weather, get outside. So I did not watch it yet. But I will watch it on Monday. I want to add, since I know people in the audience are, are going to say this, we didn't talk about um, why this game, why you think this game sold so quickly at its price tag, right? It's more than a Stern Pro, but less than like a Stern Premium. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, the theme being Pulp Fiction has a huge part of it. Also, um, a new, like a new manufacturer coming into the scene with an original uh, layout, not like a remake or anything, uh, is also people want to like see how it plays, see if this is this, or if they're the real deal, and they can compete with Stern, Jersey Jack, the powerhouses. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, nostalgia was a big factor in. Honestly, I talked to somebody who bought it once they heard the callouts. Once they heard it was like uncensored and, you know, from the movie, he's like, that's that's when I knew I had to have it. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that about the game as well. Yeah, I mean, we've got the bad, was it Bad Mother Flipper edition? You know, kind of a pun on the, the movie. Plus this game, I think, I think they offer the standard for around $8,000. So that's pretty competitive for what you get. And then the LE at $9,500 comes with that topper. And I think that drove all 1,000 sales there was the topper. So I just think the market was ready for something different. Yeah, the topper is amazing. I have the, I'd say one of the best toppers behind, of course, the Black Knight What about the Godfather? If we're just putting, you know, they were next to each other at MGC. Oh, Neil, you weren't there. But uh, the Godfather Topper was pretty uh, something else, too. And speaking of the Godfather. The Godfather. Jersey Jack game. Eric Minier designed. And when you first saw the pictures, what did you think? Initial gut reactions. I actually didn't look at the pictures until I played it. So I can't say anything on that. Uh, it looks like a lot. Like, that's your reaction. It's like, oh, what's going on here? Because you... You walk up to the game, lights are flashing, it's normal Jersey Jacks, like, you don't know what to shoot because everything's lit, but it's one of those things where you have to play it a bit and learn it to actually know what you're shooting for with the modes, your multi-balls, uh, etc. Uh, but playing it, it's a, it shoots amazing. Flippers are a lot better uh, than the toys, than their last game, the Toy Story um yeah it just shot really well did they really officially come out with that statement because i thought i heard differently where they addressed the flipper issue with godfather i th i'm i'm gonna go 70 percent confidence on this of course i don't have it up let me text canada we'll we get to the bottom of this yeah yeah get canada on the on the line here we can add them to our zoom that uh, they made the fix with Toy Story, so GNR would still have the old flippers. Because Toy Stories aren't aren't great, you know. I mean, they're they're they still feel really Jersey Jackie to me. Like uh, I know somebody who put precision flippers on their Toy Story CE, and that that's nice. But I mean, the normal ones, I don't know. Right. Well, I'm going to agree with you guys that when I flipped it, the flippers felt great. So definitely, if if they did change it on this one, they did change for the better. Yep. And how do you guys feel about the the play field, the layout? I I, um, I don't like the theme. It it doesn't do anything to get me to put money in this game. I've never seen the Godfather movies, but I am drawn to that return ramp that looks just like Black Rose. So that you know tickles my nostalgia makes me want to put a quarter in when I see that. You got to pay attention to that too, because that comes back fast from that little stand-up target. Interesting, right? That both uh, Foo Fighters and Liz have those Shats targets. Right, so. but I mean, it comes into more play in Godfather because, you know, it's right off a ramp return, so it's going to be be hit more. It hits it yeah. every time it comes down that ramp. So. I, I like the layout. Um, 
I definitely would like to get more time on it. I played, uh, I was there as they were turning on the games. They were going one by one, turning them on. And I was the first one on this, you know, the one there. And I, I played a game and I, I was done in, you know, 45 seconds. And I looked around and there was no one behind me. So I played again. And that time I played for 15 minutes and never ending multi-ball and just woo, 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 and all the skill shots. There was a lot to it. You know, there's a dozen or so skill shots you can cycle through. And the only shot I had a hard time with was that little, I forget, uh, the green area where it's like the, you lock a ball and you can smash around back there. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, I got the play field up, but I'm not necessarily following. To the right, right area. above the pop bumper. Maybe it's not green. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it, you can, lock, you a can lock a ball there and then smack the ball around and it can go back and forth in their sanctuary. No. Kind of seems like Rick and Morty in a way. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking, the Rick and Morty lock system. Uh, does everyone else have the have the play field up? I do. So you know where you've got the stained glass windows in the center? Just above that. Is that a tank? A tank? Like, are you talking about, like, there's a, you see how there's a village? Oh, okay. I just zoomed in. It's just like a machine gun in the rounds where all those. Oh, you're thinking of the, the play field multiplier. Yeah, I always think from a distance, it looks like a tank, which makes me think of, for some reason, Guns and Roses. And that leads me to my next thing about the rules. I love the playfield multipliers on this game. It's kind of like, I think it stole it. Like, it's the same thing as James Bond, where they both have the action button playfield multipliers. And uh, I like how uh, Godfather here does it, where they where you just shoot the spinners to, uh, like, get your, uh, the multiplier keeps going up. And then once you want to cash out, you just press the action button for, whatever multiplier okay i didn't know how that's where i put like 300 million on it like when i played and i noticed it's kind of got like the guns and roses kind of style where you can cash out on your mode or keep going um did you kind of understand that at all neil's it's similar where if you don't cash out you're gonna get screwed or do you, you know yeah yeah, it's it's basically like GN. You can think of it like a GNR, except it's not really a, a multiball. You can stack multiballs with it, and uh, yeah, you can. It's a time thing, unlike the 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 songs in GNR. This is timed where uh, you shoot your shots, and then you can choose whether you want to cash out or keep going. And once you cash out, then you can go to your next job immediately, or you can, uh, or if you fail cash out and drain then you kind of like have to relight it that's solid um so neil being the tournament player and i guess matt too you're both bigger tournament players than me so the rules feel like they're on a good direction then is that what i'm hearing too early to tell for me as far as tournament play goes because i mean being a good game to play and being a good tournament game is way you know a couple different things yeah, uh, I think you definitely got to make it a little bit harder because I think it does play a little bit easy, especially because you have that like GNR type of multi, a lot of multi-balls. Uh, pretty easy to get multi-balls because of the skill shots. Like there's skill shots that'll just light a multi-ball or start multi-balls for you. So it's not too hard, difficult to get to multi-balls, which keeps the game... Uh, playing really long so maybe if they can like you know put something in there to like make it harder to get multi-balls well i'm sure um you can dial in the settings to your liking and you got to remember this is a twelve thousand dollar game so they're catering towards the home audience of people who want to play longer and not you know be dissatisfied with their purchase because it's too hard so i think that's kind of why they're always set up easier yeah and i mean this is this is like classic keith johnson stuff where it's stack 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 you know and it jersey jacks have always you know ever since wizard of oz has been you can stack this multi-ball with this multi-ball and start your mode and do it and it, it's great you know when you get it all clicking cool any thoughts on the hot rails being on this game it's not a rock pin do we need them they're not needed probably but they're nice yeah probably not needed but why not i guess yeah leds are cheap so 
It's perceived value. Exactly. They got to dress it up if they're charging what they're charging. Exactly. Because remember when Stern used to hold back LEDs as like a premium upgrade because they, they said they were expensive. Right. <laughs> um, artwork, guys. Right. We got Franchi on the cabinet and in the back glass and someone else on the play field. Uh, that's his name. I'm forgetting. I cannot help you out on that. Well, do you, what do you think? It's uh, if we're, we just saw Foo Fighters, we saw Pulp Fiction. Where do you think this fits? We just had James Bond. The artwork is good. Um, it, it's appeals with the theme. I think it looks great. Um, don't have really anything negative to say about it. Doesn't blow me away, but it still looks great. Yeah, I don't really know the theme too well. So just from the looks at it, it's kind of normal. It's not fantastic. It's not terrible. It's just, is it is what it is. Okay. Yeah, as everyone has, because I haven't seen the movie and Neil hasn't seen the movie. Have you seen it, Matt? Uh, yes, I have. And I believe the play field art was uh, Jesper, Jesper Abels. I don't know Jesper. Nor do I. A newcomer to the hobby. All right. I think this game, for whatever reason, my brain, when I see it, it has the similar vibes to Guns N' Roses. Um, so I don't think the artwork is is bad at all. If I'm going to give this a number rating, I'm going to put it probably just behind Foo Fighters, give it an 8 out of 10. Me too. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Solid 8 out of 10. The reason I, I'm bringing up ranking the artwork, as you may guys know, the, the Super Awesome Pinball Show shut down because they weren't recognized in the Twippy Awards. And, you know, Franchi really wants to win a Twippy. So this is one of his games. So I'm sure he's going to hope this one wins. Uh, it's uh, it's going to have top competition. I mean, that's for sure. Foo Fighters is good. And, you know, it's, it's April. We got, you know, eight more months of possible new releases. Yeah, there'll be at least another Stern Cornerstone. All the other companies, we're not sure. All right. On to the next game. We got Scooby-Doo. How are we feeling about Scooby-Doo, uh, It doesn't look the part. I mean, wait. It looks beautiful, but doesn't play well. That's my thoughts. Okay, you, you guys can go. Uh, I've only played it a couple times. I didn't play it at any shows. I've only played it at Lumberjack Johnny's like twice. And it did... It is... Like they say, it is a long playing game with all the, you know, it, it's just super long playing. And all the shots are really easy to hit. You can just kind of just shoot it up the middle to keep sending it up the upper play field, which is a super easy shot. And kind of the code's not there quite yet with the scoring and every all these bugs and all different things people are hearing and stuff. So anything um, to add, Matt? Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. And that like, I kind of, now I kind of, I play it like Guns N' Roses where I don't want to play it in a tournament, but if I'm just by myself, I'll, cause yeah, it, it takes, you can just keep hitting that center ramp. And if you miss it, the drop target comes up to save your ball. And then he can, you know, the modes, are, I'll, I'll say this, the modes are clever and fun. I'll give it, I'll give it that. And it's, that's where you get all your points is, um, finishing your mode and unmasking the villain it's like doubles your mode scoring so that's what you want to do is finish it but uh i think it's needs work um yeah this i think it shoots fine you can backhand both spinners the and there's just too many horseshoes like i don't know there's no flow at all so that's a negative but it's fun enough not meant for the tournament crowd, I don't think, though. Yeah, I would say home game only. But you guys, I think, are missing out on what I thought was the best part of the game, the bookcase flipper. Kind of have to retrain your mind on that one. It's it's a breath of fresh air in a kind of standard layout. It is. Plus, I actually had more fun on that Captain Cutler little bash toy thing, too, because it's so floaty up there. Yeah, I'm talking about the upper play field that is actually kind of hard to hit what you're trying to hit up there. Yeah, I, uh, I was playing the game the other night at league in a side tournament and I was keeping it up top forever. And I had captain Cutler multi-ball lit and uh, I drained and uh, our friend Tyler who has ones like you got to start that all over again, dude. 
so your progress doesn't save. And I was up on that upper play field for what felt like a minute, you know, like, like oh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Lumbering around up there ever so slowly. Uh, a lot of people say, or okay, a lot of podcast people say that this game doesn't play like a wide body. Any thoughts on that statement? I'd agree. Yeah, I'd say so too. This doesn't have that wide body field. It's just got extra stuff on the sides. Yeah, that's very true. I, I got to disagree with you guys. I think it plays like a wide body because it's so slow. And, you know, that comes down to setup maybe. But it's just, I don't know. It looks really good. It does. Oh, there's one more thing we didn't mention. Uh, uh, what about the eggplants by the flippers, guys? Oh, the eggplants. <laughs> Is that, are they putting you know, like a joke on us, all the buyers. Is that on purpose? You think? Well, I mean, honestly, I didn't notice till someone said something. I mean, the guys running spooky pinball now are like the kids. So they're like Neil's age. Maybe. I mean, I would have done it personally, but that's me. <laughs> uh, I think one of them put a snuck it in there to like, ah, we'll see if people notice. And I think those are uh, the new code made those locks. Cause you know, they're supposed to be like ball locks, but they never, function that way yet until I think it was the Scooby snack multi-ball, which is recent. So they'll actually, you know, hold the ball there until you're ready to start said multi-ball. You're ready to release sound effects. That's been going around people saying maybe a little bit repetitive. Uh, yes. I actually had someone comment today because they had a Scooby-Doo launch party. And uh, the guy was like, man, if I had to hear that machine all day, I would go nuts. So maybe one is better to play in a bar where you can't hear it. Yeah, possibly. I know, you know, when you're playing pinball, you're not looking at the LCD screen. But if you're watching someone play this game, how do you think the animations were on the LCD? Um, very true to, you know, the the show. They're, they were good. Well thought out. And, you know, not, I guess, a whole lot. You're, you're pretty much kind of on that map screen most of the time. But otherwise, they're, they're really good. Uh, yeah, again, I don't really, I haven't seen it in action that much, and I, I don't really look at the LCD screen, so I have no idea actually what the animations really Exactly, because like. you know how much we look at the LCD screens? We didn't even bring it up on Food Fighters. That's supposed to be the best in the business. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Jersey Jack, right? They insist on that 27-inch display. I think they're just throwing money out. I can't, I, I don't understand how you're supposed to grasp anything from the second you get to look at that thing in godfather because it's separated in like four sections kind of like wizard of oz was where you know it each is correlating to something different on the machine it's i don't know you need to have spotter or caddy or something helping you out i think it's called a radio buddy you wear your headset <laughs> and you got someone who's above with the bird's eye view all right shoot the left scoop it's lit and then the screen's saying you can get an extra ball there I don't think that'd be tournament approved. You got an extra ball lit. Oh, oh, oh! Of course, only only for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that is allowed. All right, and then how do we feel about the Scooby Doo art? Yeah, I'm gonna rank this a ten out of ten. It's perfect art. Is that for the collectors or the special edition? Have you seen the mystery machine or playfield art? I'm looking at the collectors yeah. edition. I think that I'm, one's uh, definitely great. The mystery machine one's okay, but it's not, I don't know. It yeah. doesn't do it for me. Oh, you're talking yeah. about the cabinet art. Yeah. Again, you're not going to see that when it's in a row. So I was looking at the playfield and back glass. So I'm giving those two a 10 at least. Yeah, it looks great. All right. Is that everything uh, for Scooby-Doo? So far. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, GTF. Next game, guys. GTF, Galactic Tank Force. Galactic Tank Force. Attack! And this is uh, American Pinball's first original title, right? No, never mind. Never mind. Correction. Legends of Valhalla was... All the games besides Hot Wheels uh, are original. Uh, Houdini is an original, kind of. True. You mean a non-licensed theme, I guess, is what we're going at? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll go into the weeds with this. Yes. A non-licensed theme. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So how do we feel about Galactic Tank Force? I have strong thoughts on this game. Yeah, I'd say Johnny is probably the most biased on this game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yes, I'd agree. I think he has more time on it than most of us. I'm not sure, Neil, how 
how often you got on it, but I only got on it like twice and I didn't really care to get on it the third time. Yeah, I only got it on it like a couple times at Texas, but that's about it. All right, Johnny, lead us off on this one. Well, it's all about the example you play, right? People are having bad experiences when uh, you're getting a few air balls and our friend Kerry Hardy got a black eye while playing his about the glass on. So the air balls are true. But I got to play... A different game that didn't have air balls and had a functioning pop-up thingamajig. So if you shot the tank, the little pop-up saved you. I didn't find it that risky, especially if you don't shoot it straight on. You shoot it at an angle, it's fine. Yeah, I thought it was a fun game. Not as flowy as Foo Fighters because it has no flow. It's better than Scooby-Doo, in my opinion. I think it's better than Pulp Fiction because there's more to do in it. I just, I really liked it. It was different. You're never going to see a game like that out of any other company. And I am all about giving it another chance because I guess I didn't really have a problem with the tank thing in the middle like others do, but, and games get better, obviously, as you get to know them, you know? So I'm definitely going to, one of, we're having one come to a private collection for sure in, in the area um so we'll be able to play it and i think it's gonna be the one that looks like a tank too so maybe we can ride it oh i know the one yeah they're getting the signature edition yeah yeah that signature edition now that's just a cash grab i'm sorry if you bought that one but you might have too much money it offers no value you're paying sixty five hundred dollars for david fix's signature Come on, you can get that for free if you just talk to him. <laughs> How much does this special translate cost? I think the middle tank is actually really annoying on this one. I'm not going to lie. It's just a weird placement. And um, it causes a lot of draining from it. And I feel like it's going to lure, lure people into shooting it. And it's not a good thing for pinball, I don't think. But it's I don't, I don't think it's good for pinball. Like to, teaching people to like go for it and it's just gonna come straight back down the middle at you because it's so close to the flippers well not every game has to coddle true you. this game doesn't coddle it's not baby's first pinball did you guys see the comparison shots between the play fields of attack for mars and galactic tank force where the flippers are in the in the center portion is i couldn't believe that yeah, i saw that that was intense how close the tank was to the flip for those out there do who do not know there is a image going around of the play fields one-to-one -one of attack for mars and galactic tank force and it looks like the flippers are about an inch or two higher up on galactic tank force and then the tank is about three inches lower than the shield for the spaceship on attack from mars so you know, that's how closer it is to a well-known dangerous pinball shot. Yep, it's a sucker shot for sure. We're not really sure if it pays off. Yep, and then there's also, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, and then there's also that right saucer. I want to say it's like a mode start shot. That's also very irritating to hit. I also had a hard time hitting that shot, just like the Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that shot. one. I thought that was a fun shot with the UFO. Is that the one we're talking about? Okay. Yes. Matt, anything? Uh, no, Matt? I think you guys are talking about different targets because isn't the UFO one like that that moving one with the cow on it? Is he talking to the right of it? Right? The buck? The saucer where he's... Oh. Maybe I was just on fire that day, but I didn't think any of the shots were hard to hit. It was just... It's like a familiar... It reminded me of Space Station. I might have mentioned that before in my own content, but something about it reminded me of Space Station. The left ramp, though, is so steep. It's almost like... Um... It's almost like Ghostbusters Premium in a way, but with the flippers on Galactic Tank Force, it is it's kind of a struggle to get up there. It's uh it actually uh it's it's like that uh Oktoberfest feel with that left ramp. You have to get really high up there, and it's I feel like you're gonna get a lot of half ramps on it. Is it not using the same lock mech too as Oktoberfest? It could be. I have no clue. So I got a fresh rumor. Do, 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 rumor alert. I'm sure you already know. But the standard edition, is that what their cheap one's called? Does anyone know what their cheap one's called? I do not. Someone at League said the standard edition, we'll just call it that, um, is going to be $7,500. You know, who knows where this comes from? But And it's going to remove all the 3D printed toys but the tank, including that little Saturn ring planet. Yeah, I think it's okay if you lose the spy bots and whatnot, but I think that Saturn ring's kind of cool. 
Oh, and it's going to remove the light rails too, was the rumor as well. Oh, those I found interesting. I, you know, I thought that was kind of cool that they came up with their own, you know, lighting solution. I like it better than hot rails because it's not in your face. It's pointing down. Right. I don't know the practicality of it yet or, you know, the maintenance, whatnot, but I thought it was interesting. It really fits the game um, because it's got like that black light color and, you know, just kind of the theme of the game with the space. Um, Full motion video. Everyone a fan of that? Got your Sega CD ready? Uh, Neil, you don't have your Sega CD going right now? (laughs) Playing Night Trap? (laughs) No idea. Party McCarty, come on. You've got to have Night Trap is your favorite game. Oh, I'm I'm very familiar with Night Trap and then, you know, the music makers for the Sega CD, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and stuff. But yeah, I I didn't pay too much attention to the LCD a little bit. Like half the time it was just like that tank moving, you know, in the middle. And yeah, it's boring. That was boring animation. Every once in a while I see Steve Bowden. Very let's go. Yeah, does anybody know why like the tanks different in the animations than the the actual toy? It's so confusing. Like they weren't uh, developed in tandem with each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. That's it's a valid criticism of American Pinball. It's like amateur hour on how they operate. Bunch of bozos at American Pinball. <laughs> and these views do not reflect the opinions of this podcast. David <laughs> Fix call me. All right, what about the art though? It's good. Yeah, I, I like it. I, there hasn't been much art I dislike. I think it's the worst out of the the new games. It's, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't like it as much. So anyone, like, I'm going to rank this probably right with what I say JJP was an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it right up there with Godfather. Yeah, it's not bad. It doesn't hurt my eyes. It's not, uh, you know, Franchi, he uses models usually to draw his art. So he had to come up with all this on his own. So maybe that's why it's a little less interesting. But I still think what's there is good. I like the bare wood by the flippers. The lack of art. Negative space is important. But yeah, the art, the art's pretty good. I, I like it. I mean, the side of the cabinet, at least not in the tank condition, is just kind of, it's kind of plain, but the, the logo really pops with the, the neon green and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that does bring us to the point of where, you know, we're seeing like three different visions of this game. We've got the 50s vision, we have the dubstep music, and we have the full mission video. Like, how does that mesh with you guys? Oh, I mean, I'm just, I just like to play pinball. I mean, if it, <laughs> the shots are good, that's, that's what I'm worried about. And that's other stuff's just bonus. But like I said, I need to get to, get to know it a little bit better. But it's basically Nordman just threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. So yes. Yes. Still now, for the ride. we've been hearing rumors uh, in the podcast world that maybe this is Dennis Nordman's Raza, right? Because this is the game he wanted to build and allegedly or rumor that he wouldn't design Whitewater 2 without American Pinball producing this. Whitewater 2 is his next game. That's also a rumor. And all the other companies he shopped it out to declined to build it. So do you think this is going to end up like a like a Raza, like a devil? Obviously, it's better than Raza because it's going to be made. But it outsells Legends of Valhalla. <laughs> oh, it's it's time will tell on that one. I mean, we have to play it. I've played Legends of Valhalla, and, and it wasn't it wasn't great. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, this one I, I need more time on. Yeah, well, didn't didn't like Papa Duke originally design Raza? Yeah, he's the Raza designer, and he designed Houdini for American Pinball, but they scrapped that at the last. Moment. Then they scrapped it. Yeah. But Raza was his game he promised for like 10 years. And this has been in production for, you know, almost 10 years if you watched his presentation. Right. And no one wanted to build it, you know, and there's a reason probably for that. So probably, you know, after reflecting on it, you guys are probably right. It probably not as good as Foo Fighters, not as good as Pulp Fiction, not as good as Godfather. But I still think it's better than Scooby-Doo. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely better than Scooby-Doo where like... Uh, from a competition standpoint as well, you're definitely it's definitely going to speed it up. I feel like it's a tough game. It's it's it'll be. I feel like it could be good for competition play. Oh, this would be really fun in competition. I think. Yeah, definitely it would be. Yeah, and like I said, I'm I'm not giving up on the game quite yet, but um, you know, time will tell. I think it it'd be better in competition than Scooby Doo for sure. That might be its saving grace if we can get this in like uh, an in desk competition or something. Okay, so if we had to rank 
the games we talked about. We just talked about uh, five games. Foo Fighters, Pulp Fiction, Godfather, Scooby-Doo, and Galactic Tank Force. What is the ranking? Today, Johnny says probably Godfather number one, then Foo Fighters, then Pulp Fiction, then GTF, then Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Godfather at number one. Wow. I don't think it's there. You just said layout. Uh, it could so be. I'm just going layout. Well, I mean more overall. I meant more, more overall. Would you, would you still have Godfather at number one? No, I'd, I'd swap it with Foot Fighters then. All right, I'll go. I think I have mine. So if I was going on games, I want, like, I would want in my house right now to play. It'd probably be Godfather just for the sake of it shoots great and I want to learn it. Number two would definitely be Foo Fighters, then Pulp Fiction, then then GTF, and then Scooby-Doo on what I would want to play right now for like 12 hours. That's, that's a good bar to have. Like, what do you want in your house to play? Neil's got a few of them. Yeah, talking from experience, because we have uh, the Foo Fighters and Godfather, I'm definitely playing more of the Foo Fighters. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying the Godfather game. But Foo Fighters is definitely what I'm putting more of my time into. And I'm going to have to put that at number one and Godfather at number two. See, Johnny Neal should have had us over this morning so we could have all had more insight on this. I agree. And I have four microphones I could have brought over and we could have set up a studio. Yep, next time. Maybe someday. Yeah, what do you have for number three, Neil? <laughs> three, um, definitely Pulp Fiction. And it's not even a competition when it comes down to the Scooby-Doo and GTF because Pulp Fiction just beats those two by a mile. Uh, and for four... It'll, it's definitely GTF, Galactic Tank Force, and then five is Scooby-Doo with, cause Scooby-Doo is just not there with the code and they, they have, they've had these code problems for years with all their games and just not working out. Yeah. They've, they've always, this is what's spooky, how they operate it. Nothing has changed. So we can't expect them to really do a 180 on this, I think. All right. I think that's it from the, the first impressions on all the new games and no one's no one's played a um except for neil might possibly have played the uh final resistance yes i've played the final resistance yeah i have played bond 60th have we all played bond 60th? we've all played bond 60th it's great all right for sure i'll, I'll start off with this one because we we have the game um and it's very very fun with that like pulp fiction or classic feel um of course it came out before Pulp Fiction so it was the the first of its kind and the classic feel for a new game right oh yeah because Beatles didn't come out I was thinking Beatles yes and I was also thinking oh Beatles true very true but the layout is fantastic on it no complaints about the about the layout with the and then the five spinners getting all the spinners achievement that's one of the I feel like the greatest achievement on the game. I, I know Matt would love that one. Oh, I've gotten it. I've gotten it months ago. I got it today. As a matter of fact, got that 500 points, 500. Ooh, all five spinners. It was good. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun getting all those rip in. And then... Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it's so satisfying. Everything is satisfying about that game. The multi-ball is just difficult, but when you get it, when you get the locks and the jackpot, oh, it's great. Yeah, Johnny, what do you think about the game? It's still number one out of all these games we we talked about. I'd rank it above everything. Um, I only I've only played it like two times though, so it's a it's a hot take. But the layout is so fun and fast, and I'm a big Keith Elwin fan. If you guys didn't know that, who isn't? Who isn't? Uh, people who don't buy stuff, I guess. <laughs> yes. But uh, for all you listeners, there is one on location in mid-eastern Wisconsin in Green Bay at Lumber Jack Johnny's. Stop by and play. Lumber Jack Johnny's. That's like the place to be, I hear. It is. For like expensive games. He's got a Scooby-Doo, right? And Correct. James Bond 60. Godfather? Is that there? No. Do you know if that's coming or am I just wishful thinking? Um, It's not purchased yet, but I'm sure he'll get one. He had a Lebowski there for a little bit, but now that's at home. Um, I don't know if he'll bring that back. Uh, 
maybe. And the P3, that thing is too too dicey to bring on location i'm sorry like you know it's out there's always something weird happening with it so we're not going to be seeing weird al anytime soon there um not at lumberjack johnny's no one can wish but maybe we can get you into the to the pinball then hey well well now that i know you guys you got connections i will tag along so uh just a random thought when you got when you played bond 60th it has the choose your own sound package. What package did you find yourself playing or that you liked the best? For me, it was 75 chimes. Okay, going with the digital chimes. Was it, I didn't choose that one, so was it like Tommy? Uh, I don't know. It was like the bells and sh- stuff. <laughs> or like the Beatles. Okay. Well, I played with the 80s sound, and they were just perfect. Yeah. Perfect. They're all good. 80s was good. I got I the like achievement the for doing the multi-ball with all five sound packages. <laughs> but there's more now. If you scan in a QR code, you can get different sounds. I mean, I mean, I'm glad they're putting all that in, but there's only 500 games out there. Not many people are going to get those achievements. Well, we can. I, maybe you guys can. There's one on location. <laughs> Oh, I thought, okay, that's, I thought the location was his house. Okay. So no, Bond 60th is at Lumberjack Johnny's. So just a dollar away from eternal happiness, it, I'm hearing. It is. It takes fives. <laughs> Recommended? Yeah. I went there. I was the only one there. I was just putting fives in, just boom, boom, boom. And I got keys to the game. I can do what I want, but. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Is there, a, is there a price break at five? Nope. $5 gets you seven plays or something? No, but I heard, uh that there was one in Colorado set to $4 a play. No, thanks. Yeah, that's outrageous. $4? That's more than my Taco Bell dinner. I mean, they got to make up their money somehow for that, you know, very expensive game. Well, is it expensive? I mean, you hear rumors swirling that maybe it's not $20,000. So I don't know what people are actually buying it for. Uh, I know it wasn't 20 my gut says it's probably going for 15. I know it wasn't 15. It was higher. It's probably like 17.5. <laughs> split the difference. Split split it. We'll compromise. All right. Let's say, let's assume, yeah, let's assume it sold for $17,000. Then you make a little money on location. You play it for a year. Second hand. What do you think that game's worth uh, in 2024? I think it's, it's good in a hold value, to be honest. At least maybe not at 20K, but it's a great game. You know, people are, are going to want it. Yeah. I don't think it would be 20 K because no one's really paying that. My gut would be this game settles around $14,000 like used. Even with the rare factor. Yeah. But of course, of course that will go up. So as I think it's going to be pegged to that stern LE price, like a thousand dollars more than whatever stern LE is. So, you know, as inflation happens and time goes on, that's what I would say it'd be. Yeah, only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, if we're still podcasting in a year, we can check back in. All right, listeners, hold us to that on uh, May 1st, 2024. Just let's let's talk some competitive pinball quick. All right, tournament talk. So for those of us who who play competitively now, we had an incident, and uh, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know the format of uh, the tournament, so we're not going to call anybody out here. But we in a knockout tournament, if you're player three and you're beating players one and two, you don't have to play your ball. You can just let it drain and play on. Keep the tournament going. That's that's the right thing to do. If you're player four and you have a walk-off and there's still games going on, play till play till the end of the round. Like uh that's my two cents. Neil, do you have anything to say on that? Those are Matt's tips for uh yes, for for good tournament etiquette. Yeah, I have something to say on tournament etiquette, too. So uh, in regards to maybe that hypothetical situation that happened uh, that was very real, uh, if, if you're going to whisper behind someone's back, maybe whisper a little bit louder so I would have got the hint to uh, stop playing. No, yeah. And and uh, we, we did that later in the night. You know, Eddie was playing with his headphones on and, and uh, just kind of I tapped him on the shoulder. Like, you're good, bud. I'll take, especially if you know the people, I get yeah. it if you don't know the person. And some people, you, you know, they forget. Like, they're like, well, I mean, fourth player Celestia, well, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, in a knockout tournament, it, it, it there's no, 
in match play in this knockout tournament and and yeah in in um in other ones it might you know but in a lenient strike knockout is what we play it doesn't all right so moving on from the etiquette talk we're we're all d82 players if you didn't know district 82 down at green bay wisconsin and uh when the episodes go on we can mention different tournaments that are coming like the bigger ones the weekends that people want to travel to but uh i don't think there's anything going on within may june there is the triple flip open but that's already sold out um and we did have, have uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, usually every week or so. Uh, do you guys want to talk about, um, well, let's talk about um, Matt's tiebreaker on the Tilm Tuesday. I don't know, Matt, do you want to walk us through that one? Um, I, I certainly will. Um, so the final four of Tilt and Tuesday were myself, Eric Thorin, Neil Graff, and Cassidy Malinowski. And um, while Cassidy and Neil took a, you know, first and second pretty handily, I believe Neil won it all. And Eric and I tied for third. So for IFPA, that's relevant, doesn't matter. But the trophies were labeled third and fourth. So we'll play a tiebreaker game. And Neil calls out Paragon. I didn't want to play Paragon, but we had to play Paragon for some reason because Neil yelled it and Thorin blew it up and uh, ball three. He's got like 250,000. I'm at like 30,000 and I'm standing by the game and Thorin walks up to the game and pulls on the plunger and he's like, I'm just going to get cocky and he walks away from the game. So I'm like, well, he just plunged his ball. So I walk up. And I plunged my ball and then I notice on my golden clips are only 10 K and they should be 18. And then they start Tom and Eric start laughing because I played his ball. Oh, yep. what happened then? Like how did his plunge not register? Just didn't he, register. He, did, he didn't plunge. He just made it like he just pretended he did. No, Eric told me he plunged. It just didn't touch a switch. Oh, shut up. Is that what happened? On God. Yes. Wow. What are the odds? Yeah, that's pretty tough on Paragon not to hit anything. It does happen, but oh, I didn't know that's how it happened. Wow. But I mean, they laughed. They, they, I drained and they uh, let me play my ball. I didn't catch him, but I was about to because it wasn't official. It was just for a trophy. Like it wasn't IFPA. It was nothing official. Yeah, that was the, that was the least of the drama that night. You know, I'm oblivious to all the drama, so I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> it's because it was late at night. You yeah. didn't stay up till midnight. Oh, yeah, I was long gone. That's probably why. I, <laughs> um, I do want to talk about in May, there are uh, some big tournaments you guys probably don't know. But at the end of May, early June, there's the World Championship in Germany and EPC, the European Pinball Championship, also held in Germany. And it's a week before Worlds. Uh, I will, my dad and I will both be, uh, traveling out to those along with several Americans. I want to say like 30 or so to be exact. Like, I mean, about that. And, um, yeah, so that'll be something to look forward to, two majors within one week of each other. So you're traveling to Germany? Yes. Nice. Visit some castles while you're there. (laughs) Please tell me there's going to be more than just pinball. It's uh, there's actually pinballs in between the weeks, so it's just all pinball. So there's not a lot of spare time. Okay, well maybe extend your vacation, or is this still during the school year where you can't miss much time? This is actually like a day after I graduate, so it worked out perfectly. So well, good luck that, in that, Neil. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be an experience. You can drink over there, right? At eighteen. Yeah, that'll be the fun part, I guess. You can have a real Oktoberfest. <laughs> you can do a lot more over there as well uh actually now that i'm thinking of it district 82 is having a tournament that people haven't registered for yet it's the one in august i don't have you guys heard about this one matt uh probably but it's not in my head so if you're thinking about coming out to d82 i highly recommend the one in august because it'll be two certified tournaments 
in this week. I will not be there myself at all. Um, but, but I highly recommend it because two certified tournaments, if you're looking to improve your ranking, this is the place to, this is the time to go. There's going to, it's going to be from Wednesday all the way to um, Sunday, just packed with tournaments. And then there'll be a till Tuesday, even before. So you, you can even come on Tuesday, it's going to go from Tuesday to Sunday, technically all with tournaments. Wow. Seven tournaments over six days. If you come on Tuesday. Ooh. So I'm going to have to take a week off of work. Yeah. I feel like we're before we go tournament people, do you guys work because they're always, you know, flying around weekday stuff. Neil gets pulled out of school to go to tournaments. Yeah. But he's not gonna be able to do that when he has a job, you know, in four years. That's called vacation. Hey, manager guy, I'm taking off to play pinball. Well, my company, you don't get that much vacation, so I couldn't be doing that. Oh, it's a bummer. America, right? I save all mine for pinball. I save all my vacation to travel to De Pere. Lovely De Pere, 40 minutes away. Oh, do you have to take it to go to Tilton Tuesday? No, no, no. Oh, God, for no. the weekday stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. I got, yeah. But, you know, you I'll take a Friday off every now and then for the three-day tournaments, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. I just pulled up the IFPA tournament calendar. It looks like the Germany one is May 26th through the 28th. Yep. That sounds right. Yep. So clear your guys' schedule. You're going to want to watch that on some sort of streaming platform. I don't know who's streaming it. That'll be uh, JDL Pinball. In personal pinball news, on May, I'm going to say 21st. This Sunday, I'll be running a half marathon. Hey, there Wish you go. Luck. Good luck, Johnny. Get a treadmill on your pinball machine. I hate treadmills, but yeah, at this time of year, you can run outside, so don't need a treadmill. Well, but if it's on a pinball machine, it's just like pinball Olympics weird. Like, how yeah. would you do a treadmill in the pinball? Did that actually happen? Yeah, I, it's a no brainer to me. I mean, heck. <laughs> even if you're just even it. if you're just walking briskly you know while playing pinball you're gonna get a good aerobic workout all right uh does anybody have any uh shout outs where they can get a hold of you if need be well i'm johnny pinball you can find me on youtube as johnny pinball and i also have a second podcast the totally pinball podcast which is on this network the totally pinball network so aptly named I'm Matt McCarty. You can uh, just kind of find me on Facebook and maybe see me on the Fox City's pinball stream at District 82. Um, send them some bits. Send some bits out and I'll draw a dick on screen if I'm commentating. Yep. And Neil, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, on Fox City's pinball. I'll be doing a pin clash as well. Forgot to mention that. That's, I was uh, just going to ask that uh, on a separate, just quick segue. Um, you qualified for pin clash? Yes. Very nice. That's the Godzilla one? Yep. Awesome. What what score uh, was the cut, if you recall? What was the cut? I can try to pull it up real quickly. Um... Okay, while he's pulling up the cut, another way to reach out to us is our Gmail account here, triballpodcast at gmail.com. All right. It looks like 800 million was the cut, but some people dropped out. So it's probably more around like 650 mil. Some solid scores. But then again, you could set up the... Johnny, you could have done it. I know I have a Godzilla, but I didn't want to have to go through all the work of learning how to stream and changing the post position. That is so, I mean, I've really never owned a pinball machine before, and it's actually kind of difficult to change the post on a stern, at least. Um, it's, it's, you think it would be easier than it yeah, is. Yeah, you feel like you should be able to do that from the top side of the play field. But is that, is that a pin clash requirement? Uh, I think you can have the post out any setting. Oh, I would just... Put a rubber band in. <laughs> That's probably not allowed. That say is allowed. That is the thing Party Cardi does. He does put rubber bands in his games and the outlines. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. All right. For all of us here at the Tribal Pinball Podcast, have a great night and stay safe. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>